Hello, this is Minister Glenn Burrell of Seed of Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Well, today we want to continue with our three-part series with the subject of three characteristics of an effective citizen in the kingdom of God. Well, today we'll continue with part three, which our text was t- 2 Timothy 1.7. And it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Well, if you've been listening, in part one, we talked about power. Part two, we talked about love. But today, we want to talk about a sound mind, because that's very important in being a Christian or living the life of Christ, is to have a sound mind. Well, you know, you understand that not having a sound mind means that you're not stable in your thinking. You're not stable in your thought life. Is that every wind and doctrine that comes along, uh, you're swayed by it, and you're like a double-minded man. Amen? But in having a sound mind, you have to have a stable mind. And I believe that the only thing that will cause our minds to be stable is the Word of God. And, you know, you can't talk about the Word of God without talking about faith. Because faith is the foundation of our Christian walk. Faith is the foundation of a believer in the kingdom of God. So you must have faith in the word of God. And it's your faith that will drive out the fears that we face from day to day. It's your faith in God's word that will cause you to have confidence in the fact that Jesus has made us overcomers in this earth today. So the word of God, I say all the time, the word of God is your life source. And the word of God is what would drive out every fear in your life today. Amen? So we must have a sound mind. And having a sound mind, it, it, it consists of self-discipline. It consists of self-judgment. Uh, so we have to discipline ourselves according to the word of God. We have to judge ourselves in the word of God. Amen? Because the word of God is your life source. But I want to ask you a question today. Are you worried right now? Well, I want to give you some answers to help you to overcome your worry. Because I understand that worry is not of God. Worry is a characteristic of fear. But I read in the text that God has not given us that spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of worry. Amen. Amen. 
but God has given us a spirit of peace and joy and love and a sound mind. And as I said earlier, having a sound mind is having a stable mind. Having a sound mind is having a confident mind. That when winds and doctrines come along, you won't be swayed and and blown away with them. But your mind will be stable on the word of God that you won't be moved. Amen. I say that you won't be moved. So my question to you, are you worried right now? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid? You know, many of us face fears uh, about different areas of life today. We face economic fears. We face uh, fears of losing something, losing a loved one, losing a job, losing your money, and most of all, losing your peace. But you also, we face physical distress. We face physical safety or violence. Uh, and I say it's sad that one of the greatest fears that we face today is fearing one another. And that shouldn't be. We fear that somebody is going to break in on you. You fear that somebody is going to rob you. You fear that whatever somebody might want to do to you. You fear that sickness is going to take over your body. You fear that uh, you lose your mind. Uh, you fear that you won't make it. There's all kind of fears that we face today. But Jesus said that he give us his peace. And that peace has to be relied on the word of God. That's because peace comes from the word of God. And you can't have the word of God without having Jesus. So when we take the word of God and have confidence in the word of God and live that word, then that word of God will drive out those fears that we face from day to day. Amen. You know, some people are worried and afraid of all, all the time. They're worried all the time. Uh, they have anxiety. And anxiety is, I, I would say, is, is the characteristic word for this age. People taking all kind of pills for anxiety, trying to get rid of their worry. But I got something greater than the pill. I got something greater than the pill, and that's the word of God that will drive out all of your anxiety, and all of your worry. And worry is one of the toughest battles uh, we face in conditioning our mind. You know, the Bible says that we should have faith and not fear. But we, as believers, seem like we're driven toward more fear than we are faith. Because if, if you don't have faith and confidence in the word of God, 
guess what? You're going to have fear. Because fear is an opponent of your faith. And every time your faith rises to a level of maturity, that spirit of fear is going to challenge your faith. And so that's why you have to have a sound mind so that when those challenges, when those problems arise, that the word of God will outweigh those fears and those problems. Amen? And I want you to understand that worry will affect your health. Worry will make you tired. It suppresses your immune system. Amen. It makes you susceptible to sickness and disease. And I want you to understand that worry and fear can destroy your entire body. Amen. See, worry turns into fear. And fear turns into worry because they both are intertwined with one another. But God has given us something greater than fear. He's given unto all of us the same measure of faith. And that we should apply that faith to the word of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Hallelujah. So faith is the reasonable response to the revealed truth. See, you can't have the truth of God's word without your faith being applied to the word of God. And when we believe God's promises are true, then fear leaves. Because God's word is greater than fear. Faith in God's word is greater than fear. It will always outweigh your fears when you put your total confidence in the word of God. When you have faith in God's word, the peace of God comes. Amen. When you have faith in God's word, worry leaves. When you have faith in God's word, anxiety leaves. And when our lives are centered on the satisfaction in Jesus, we have peace that comes from knowing and understanding God's mighty grace. Jesus gave us this wonderful promise. Let's look at John 14, 27. It said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be worried and full of anxiety and and full of shame and guilt because the word of God has taken care of all of that. Amen. But it's your confidence, it's your faith in God's word that would drive out the anxiety, that would drive out the fear, that would drive out the worry. Amen. He said, do not let your hearts 
That's your spirit, man. Amen. That's your soul. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid and do not fear. Don't be intimidated by the devil and his thoughts because worry attacks your mind. Worry attacks your thought life. And God gave us his word so that we can overcome. Amen. The negative thoughts so that we can overcome the fears that we face in today's society. Amen. I say amen. But see, true peace is based on our acceptance of God and his word. Amen. I say true peace is based on our acceptance of God and his word. Amen. So we got to live by faith. Hallelujah. I said we have to live by faith in God, in his word. Amen. See, God wants to rule your affairs of life through his word. He wants to govern our lives through his word. Amen. So when we allow the word of God to govern our lives, then that anxiety, that fear, and that worry won't take precedence in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the peace of God silences the troubles in our spirits. Amen. In accepting the gospel and having confidence in the word of God, it gives us a quiet heart. It gives us a quiet spirit. Amen. We get a clear image of God as our Jehovah, Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Amen. And we are filled with the word of God. And we are filled with the peace of God, which comes from worshiping God, trusting God, having God within us, and being in his kingdom of faith. I said being in his kingdom of faith. Amen. And when we know God as Jehovah Jireh, and when we know God as our father, and when we know God as our shepherd, and when we know God as our grace and our peace, hallelujah, what greater can you have? Amen. Because we we have to understand that all things exist because of the power of God. I say all things exist because of the power of God. Amen. So let's look at Romans 4.17. The God who gives us life. A God who gives life to the dead. And call those things that are not as though they were. That's your faith. See, faith calls things that be not as though they were. Amen. So see, the things that faith calls then have to exist first before it exists. Amen. 
See, faith calls it in existence before it exists. In other words, before you see it, faith already called it so. Amen. That's your faith. And that's the way we have to function in life today in order to have the peace of God through his word. Amen. We have to speak our faith. We have to act on our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, praise God. Hallelujah. And when we know God as Jehovah Jireh, as our father and as our shepherd, our grace and the grace of God and the peace of God, it multiplies. So worry and other mindsets of selfishness can no longer dominate our lives. Amen. When we allow the word of God to dominate our life, fear and worry won't bombard our mind with negative thoughts that will take away our peace. Because the word of God gives us peace. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Amen. So he left the peace, the peace that Jesus possessed, that same peace he left for us. Amen. Praise God. The peace of God that passes all understanding. So God's peace, you, 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 with your, with your natural mind, you can't even fathom the expanse of God's peace. It's so broad when you attach it to the word of God. Amen. And when you attach your faith to the word of God, I say, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, the more secure we are in the word of God, the less we react to fear. And when we are secure in Christ, we'll not be afraid. Amen. We must focus our minds on Christ. We got to focus our mind on the word of God. Hallelujah. We got to allow the Holy Spirit to rise up on the inside of us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And bring the peace of God through the love of God. Because God loves us so much that he gave us everything that he had to offer through his son, Jesus Christ. All we have to do is accept it. Amen. I said all we have to do is accept what God did through Christ Jesus when he went to the cross, sacrificed his body, shed his blood, and then God raised him from the dead and set him on his right hand. Glory to God. So Jesus' work is finished. He done all he's going to do until time for him to come back to receive us. Amen. So Jesus, he's at the right-hand side of God. He's seated at the throne. Hallelujah. He's rested. So God gave us his word. And he gave us the ability to believe and have confidence in his word. Hallelujah. That will sustain us until Jesus returned to receive us. Amen. Don't shout me down now. Glory to God. 
Well, praise God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Glory to God. The word of God, hallelujah, will help us to feel secure, even in situations that could make us worry. Amen. See, it's God's plan for us to be free of fear. And I want to remind you what 2 Timothy 1.7 said. In another train, he said, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Amen. But a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. It's the word of God that through the Holy Ghost that will cause us to be self-disciplined, to be able to discipline ourselves in living the God kind of life, to be able to discipline ourselves, to talk like God, to be able to discipline ourselves, to walk like God. Amen. Amen. And I want to remind us that we as believers must display the character of God and his word in our actions, in our speech, and in our lifestyle. And as a citizen of the kingdom of God, your lifestyle is a witness and testimony of the nature of God. Amen. That's what unbelievers need to see. I say that's what unbelievers need to see. But we're so busy trying to, as believers, trying to destroy one another Amen, that our testimony is going foul. Amen. See, we, we need to be united. You know, we got churches that are divided. We got churches divided by denominations. We got churches divided by different beliefs. Why don't we just believe the whole word of God and just agree with what God said in his word? But well, we got one denomination say, we don't believe this. Another denomination say, we believe this. One, all these religious groups, they're saying all these different things. And then the, the, the unbelievers are standing back saying, but we don't know who to believe. Who has the real testimony? Well, I tell you who got the real testimony. God is the real testimony. Jesus is the real testimony. The Holy Ghost is the real testimony. The word of God that exists in his Bible is the real testimony. But we have taken parts of the Bible to fit our lives and throw out the rest. That's got to change. I say that's got to change. And God is going to hold the leaders accountable for the situation of the church today. We got racism in the church. We got unbelieving in the church. Amen. And it falls down from the pulpit. And God is not pleased. Amen. Glory to God. I say he's not pleased. We better get it right. Because if we don't get it right, we're going to be held accountable for what we destroyed in the church. Amen. I say amen. Let's move on. Praise God. Don't shout me down. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So our victory over fear is because of 
what Jesus did on Calvary. Amen. I say amen. Our victory is because of what Jesus did on Calvary that defeats fear. Hallelujah. So we, we can stand on the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our confidence in Christ overcomes any insecurity, any worry, and any fear. Amen. We are totally new beings in him, in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And when we know, glory to God, we will be with him forever. See, we got to have confidence in the word of God. Confidence in the resurrection power of Jesus. Confidence in the fact that uh, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And we are just visiting here in this earth. Glory to God. But our real citizenship is in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I praise God. Hallelujah for his word. I say, I thank God for his word. Glory to God. You know, from day to day in our lives, we will face storms of trouble. Amen. Now, you imagine Jesus with us in those storms, in, our, in the storms that we face today. In our, what we would call the boat of life. The same way he calmed the storm in that boat when the wind and the storm was, was raging and those disciples was afraid and Jesus was asleep in the hinder part of the ship and they woke him up. Don't you care that we perish? Yeah, he care. But what he looked for is he looked for your faith to be in operation. And he was looking for those disciples' faith to kick in because they had seen him function in faith. They had seen how he operated in faith. But they allowed the fear to overcome. They allowed the wind, hallelujah, in the storm to defeat their faith. And Jesus, he asked them the question, how long am I going to have to be with y'all? Before y'all get it. But see the difference is. Then and now. They didn't have the Bible. They didn't have the word that they could run to. And put their confidence in. All they had. Was Jesus himself. But today we got the word of God. To establish our confidence. In knowing that. We're secure in Christ Jesus. Amen. So don't allow the, the storms of life to defeat you. Because the word of God is your victory. The word of God is your overcomer. The word of God is your life source. Amen. See, that same commanding power that Jesus had or that Jesus walked in when he was on this earth 
that same command and power we have in us today. Well, how do we know that? Because we have the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit abiding on the inside of us, which is the power of God. And the Holy Ghost saturates the word of God with power. When it gets on the inside of us, when we begin to, 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 to exemplify our faith, when we begin to demonstrate our faith in the midst of situations, troubles, in the midst of, of worry attacking our mind. See, worry is a mindset. Anxiety is a mindset. So we have to let the word of God dominate our mind in order that anxiety and worry and fear won't come in and overtake our minds and cause us to imagine, I say cause us to imagine things that are not real. That's what worry does. Worry causes you to imagine things that not even happen. Anxiety causes you to be stressed out of things that not even happen. Glory to God. Amen. But your faith, it's your faith that caused you to be an overcomer in life. Amen. That commanding power, glory to God. When your boat of life is being tossed to and fro, you can stand in the midst of that storm and say, peace, be still. You can stand in the midst of that storm and command the storm to dissipate, command those tornadoes to disappear, command those tornadoes to stay away from your home in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have overcoming power. We have faith that will carry us to the end. Confidence in the word of God. Amen. I say amen. Glory to God. I say glory to God. Hallelujah. See, God will restore. He will restore us and renew our confidence. Hallelujah. When we place our trust in him. So it's the word of God that will put you over. It's the word of God that will keep you stable. It's the word of God that will cause you to have a sound mind so that you can make sound decisions. Amen. So when you don't have a sound mind, you can't make sound decisions because you're double-minded. And God say a double-minded man won't receive anything from him. Over in James, the book of James, the first chapter, second chapter, first chapter, yeah. But a, in, but a double-minded man won't receive anything from God because he don't have a stable mind. Hallelujah. Today, he's fear. Tomorrow, he want to be in faith. Today, he's fear. This evening, he's fearing. Tomorrow, he want to be in faith. The double-minded man, you got to stay constant. You got to stay steady down the road. Amen. You can't be swayed what's on the right and swayed by what's on the left. Hallelujah. I remember when I was 
running track in high school. Amen. You get ready to run the 100-yard dash. You had to start in line. Glory to God. You get out in the blocks. You kick those the legs out to stretch those muscles. You place your feet in those blocks. But when you place your feet in those blocks, you're not looking to the right. You're not looking to the left. You're looking straight ahead, and all you see is the finish line. Amen. I say amen. But when you set yourself in those blocks, your head is down. Glory to God. And when the umpire begins to speak, your head come up. Your body is in position. Glory to God. You focus. All you see is the finish line. You're not looking at your opponent on the left. You're not looking at your opponent on the right. But your focus is finishing the race. And when he speaks, you raise up in those blocks. Head, head straight up, looking forward. And you hear that gun say, pow! You take off. All your focus is the finish line. You're not looking to who's beside you. You're not looking to your left and your right. Because when you look to your left and you look to your right or you begin to try to look behind you, it slows you down. You lose focus. And your opponent takes advantage of you. So don't allow fear to do you that way. You got to stay focused. You got to keep pressing toward the mark of the high calling, which is causing you to look straight ahead and not beside you. And if you do that, you will finish your race. I say you will finish your race. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got to see the victory before you get to the finish line. You got to see yourself winning before you get to the finish line. You got to see yourself winning before the race starts. Glory to God. And you got a helper. You got a helper to help you to cross the finish line. You got the Holy Spirit to help you. You got the word of God to guide you. Glory to God. To the victory line. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stop being defeated by having a sin conscious. And allow your conscience to be God-driven. Have a God conscious. Amen. That delivers you from condemnation. The Bible says there is now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation is a characteristic of fear. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So stop condemning yourself for what happened in the past. All old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Amen. Hallelujah. So Peter, Peter, you know, Peter could walk on the water as long as he trusted Jesus. 
But the wind shook his faith. And he began to sink into the water because he took his eyes and his faith off of Jesus and put his faith in the spirit of fear. So I praise God. Hallelujah. That Mark 11, 22 through 23, to have faith in God. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says will happen, it will be done for him. Hallelujah. What a powerful promise that we have from God. God can and will do anything when we ask in total faith according to his will. So faith will defeat fear every time. Faith in God's word will defeat fear every time. So I encourage you, I exhort you to get into the word of God, mature your faith, and develop your confidence in the word of God and live a victorious life in the name of Jesus. And I ask you once again, have you made Jesus a permanent resident in your life? Or is he someone that you just call on when your fears are overtaking you? Sickness is, is on your trail. You're broke, disgusted, and busted. Is that the only time you call on him? Or is he a permanent resident in your life when you have victorious time and when things are battling you to overcome you? Make him your permanent resident and not just somebody temporary. Amen. So I pray that this message has been a blessing. I pray that all three parts of this series is being a blessing to you. And I pray that you would be blessed, prosperous, healthy, and whole until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen.